हाय हाय अमन जी सर्वाइवर and being on this journey myself i feel that it really helps us when we listen to others journey it inspires us that when they have been through so much and came out of it then we can do and it also provides us information like you are a caregiver so you can provide information to other caregivers like how they can take care of themselves or many little things so thank you so much for giving your time and joining us it's an honor to have you with us could you please introduce yourself and share your journey oh uh, yes uh, see uh, it all started in uh, 2000 exactly i'll tell you it's in 2014 uh, exactly okay so uh, uh, in 2014 uh, in mid of like uh, may may june my mom was not feeling well for some mm-hmm. days like she's having a little bit of fatty kind of issues and uh, sorry uh, of... sorry to cut you mujhe piche se bahut aawaz aa rahi hai kuch hawa ki aise kuch and oh okay thank you koko mai ek just oh okay okay i think now it's better right yes now it's better yes so uh it all started back in 2014 mm-hmm. so the primary symptoms so we exactly don't know what it was there so, so what happened is like my mom used to have stones in her uh, in her gallbladder mm-hmm. so uh and that was like uh, years and years back like 10 years and like in 2000 something she actually has uh stones pain and after that we gave her some homeopathic medicines and she was all fine and then after like uh, year after gap of like 14 15 years mm-hmm. and uh, then she uh, suddenly start feeling fatigue her uh, weight was going down and uh, she's having a fever and kind of stomach pain kind of symptoms so we thought like it is uh, it might be because of this uh, uh, stones pain only so we thought mm-hmm. of uh, getting it checked and get it operated and then we actually went for it and then all the tests were done so the basic primary test mm-hmm. so then uh, doctor advises like it's a little more complicated and we used to live in uh, sonipat at that point of time so okay. it is uh, no, it is like delhi ncr and on a way to panipat and it's like a small city okay so then it told us to visit to a bigger hospital and then we do some uh, analysis and we talked to a lot of people and our nearby and then finally we went up to subdergen mm-hmm. so uh, one of our uh, doctor was like known to us family and then we get all the tests then and then finally we came to know okay that it that then it's a tumor so after that we get the ct scans done and uh, so by the time we uh, we actually get all the things and it was 
already a stage four, uh, already infected to a lot of, uh, uh, spread to a lot of hormones, like it was in liver, it okay. was in your lymph nodes, and it was all better. So it was already quite infected at the end of time. So we uh, thought of uh, giving any second thought, we uh, started directly with the chemotherapies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, were given the basic, the first line of treatment that we have for uh, uh, gallbladder cancer, basically gemcitabine and cisplatins. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then after six cycles, we actually uh, get the uh, tests uh, redone, basically. And then uh, it was very positive in the way, like. Uh, like almost 80, 70 to 80 percent of the sports were not there okay. in that particular. Mm-hmm. And then doctor advises to go for two more, two more chemo, and then totally we go with eight chemotherapies. Mm-hmm. And within eight chemotherapies, it has actually to almost 90 percent of its original stage. Oh. So, uh, so the next thought that we have was like what to go next so our uh, family doctor advised that we take a lot of help from uh, the doctors and then we thought of getting it operated so although the although the doctors in the uh southern subdivision is like we just generally doesn't allow people in stage four to get operated mm-hmm. and uh, but somehow we uh, get it operated we took the promo- uh, permissions and all and then we have done the final surgery in blk hospital Mm-hmm. So Dr. Kapil was there at that point. So in uh, in exactly a year later, in May, April 15, we get the surgery there. And then uh, like uh, for almost uh, one month, she was in hospital. But then slowly uh, she recovers herself. So she was put on uh, chemotherapy tablets, erlotinib. So that was a major... Uh, I'll say a major element that helped actually her in the long term survival. And um, then for almost till 2015 to till 2018, she was totally normal life. That's totally normal life. Like it, people doesn't even say like she once had cancer. And uh, we uh, keep on checking regularly. And uh, there, there has been a lot of lifestyle changes like she used to go to work and all and uh, things were back to normal uh, she was back in kitchen and all so in 2018 when we uh, do the periodics checks of uh, after every three months so mm-hmm. what happened is like when in in three years and the things were pretty normal so doctor advises to keep the tests done in six months instead of three months so uh, what happened is like when in 2018 we get the test done so mm-hmm. what happened uh actually came back in the lymph node areas oh. and just because uh, just because the tests were done after like a gap of six months so it actually uh grown to a bigger size now in the lymph node areas and then finally uh it actually uh the condition became a little complicated like what should we do now and because it has actually uh the same like it was at the beginning of the old treatment and then with the obviously the doctors were like in the government hospitals were like 
uh, not so quality about the thing and then mm-hmm. the advisors like it won't help long run uh, and you have already given us so much so much of chemo so giving her another plan of chemos will uh, deteriorate her health so although uh, she was like totally fit and fine and then instead of going to uh, uh, subdurgen we moved to uh, blk first because mm-hmm. they, uh, uh, the doctor uh, get her that the same doctor from where the surgery is done we asked him and then we take a uh, help from other doctor also uh, the uh, onco consultant and all so dr chandra goda is there in blk who uh, actually advises all those chemotherapy so he advises to uh, go for chemotherapy mm-hmm. and what happened is like uh, my dad is basically uh, works with government of india so we have a chhs card so the that's the uh, best thing that like all the uh, financial issues that we generally doesn't face which mm-hmm. i feel like people face in their uh, real circumstances yeah. i have seen a lot of people instead of so blk was not there at that point of time in cdk so we went to max saket so uh, uh doctor was there i just forgot the name of the doctor dr sandeep patra okay so uh, we went to him he was earlier in max or uh, in blk so he moved to a consultant to senior consultant in max saket and then we go through all the things and then finally uh, the doctor finally thought of giving her the same regimen that have actually helped her the first time so again we uh, go down with almost six six more cycle of chemotherapies and within obviously the results were the same uh, it was positive at that point of time uh, the, mm-hmm. the cancer was nowhere but uh, what happened is like after six months uh, when the whole treatment was over and after two months she was totally fine she was recovering well she start feeling pain in her back hmm. basically the lower back spinal spinal side so we check with the doctor so the doctor advised to go, uh, go with chemotherapies and all, or go with one more ct scan so when we go for a ct scan uh, the cancer has again respread Oh. and it has again uh, re- again come up so what happened is like uh, uh, in the meantime because of uh, doing her chemotherapies uh, she has start develop ckd in the in the in the last uh, last cycle of her treatment so because of cis uh, platin and carboplatin she has developed ckd by that point of time what so, is ckd chronic kidney disease okay yes uh, because of uh, the excess chemotherapies and all okay so so, uh, so what happened is like now instead of giving her the sex next uh, second best line of treatment we have to move to the third best line of treatment mm. so we uh, because if we given her second best line of treatment she could have become a dialysis patient we check it is in doctor wants to complicate the case Mm-hmm. so instead of giving up the second we move to the third line of treatment mm-hmm. and uh, so what happened is like we used to keep following with the uh, uh nephrologist same point of time with mm-hmm. each before the cycle b- b- before each uh, chemotherapy session mm-hmm. and then we uh, gave 
and we we started the chemotherapy again. So for around six cycles, went up, and the good and the bad point is like the good point is like the cancer was stable in its in its uh, where it where it is. It is not spreading. Mm-hmm. So during another six or four months almost, so it was not spreading. It was stable at that point of time. So after that, what happened is like again. One or two months, she was fine, and again, then she start developing a pain in her nodes. So finally, we thought of just to eliminate eliminate the pain. Doctor advised to go for radiotherapies. So now we went for radiotherapies. So after radiotherapies, uh, within like she went for twenty five sessions, and within twenty five sessions, uh, she turned out to be totally fine, like like before. Mm-hmm. And there was no pain, and uh, so she was she was always optimistic, and she was always uh, like uh, energetic, and she used to go to walks and all. So that's make her like always comfortable with the treatment. And although the doctors were also very supportive in the in in basically the max saket, and mm-hmm. there we we are already uh, dealing with a lot of uh, pain management. Doctor was there, palliative care was there, and also the Psychology doctor was there, okay. so they were helping her out with all the things, and uh, and then one happened is like uh, another three four month pass in two thousand and nineteen, we go for again chemo uh, one more uh, round of radiotherapies because her cancer has actually spread to her uh, her basically the chest nodes near okay. the lungs, so. And then doctor advised because what happened is like she's getting a persistent regular fevers, mm. and she she has got uh, she has it it has spread to the neck, mm. so and it has spread to the some part of uh, the chest. So as she was having a regular fever, instead of not going for chemo, we try to give her radio. So we gave her radiotherapies on the neck and the chest area. Mm. So it helped us some some to some end to some an extent. Mm-hmm. And another one or two months passed like that way. So what happened after that is like uh, we went for another check after two months when she was totally again fine, normal, no symptoms of pain and all. Mm-hmm. And then we go for a CT scan. What happened is like over a period of time she has uh, start developing uh, uh, the fluid in her lungs. Mm-hmm. So her uh, she. Develop fluid and fluid in both the lungs, and then uh, then again we have to uh, go for suction of uh, both the lungs fluid. So that again uh, became another process. And then after that, what happened is like uh, we get it drained both the lungs. We get it drained, mm-hmm. and uh, after one month, uh, doctor gave her medicines and all antibiotics. And then what happened is like then. Again, the same story. One or two months, it was fine. Again, she started getting a pain. So then we thought of uh, uh, going for immunotherapies. That was the last option we had. Okay. And then we uh, done her uh, DNA gene mapping test and all. Mm-hmm. So uh, we send the reports to US. Uh, from there, we get the gene mapping. So her uh, tumor mutational burden, that is the basic criteria that we have in immunotherapy, was uh, Im- intermediate level. So doctor was uh, like 50-50% was the case. 
like it can be a positive it can be a negative it is like kind of situation so even i went to rajiv gandhi also i went i wrote up a mails to tata memorial also so and i went to three four hospitals so all have a very different point of view at this point of time so what happened is like when i went to rajiv gandhi they were they said like immunotherapy will not help because the report is in intermediate so instead of going it going for it we should go for the second best line of regimen provided like she will lose her both the kidneys so that the risk we have to take and even the tata memorial hospital uh, gave the same advice and then uh, but the plk and the max hospital doctor said like we can go for the second uh, fourth time chemotherapy but that will not help or like her kidneys will be totally gone and that will be a more complicated situation then okay. so we will not be will we will not be in a state to give a normal treatment also Mm-hmm. so and by that time she is already on morphines uh, for the last one year she is regularly taking morphines and all and uh, we are we are totally helping her out in that way so uh, then finally we gave her the first line of after lot of analysis then we gave her the first shots of immunotherapy and mm-hmm. then uh, it was it helped her in terms of pain uh, her uh, the tumor actually suppressed all of a sudden within 2 3 days she was again painless and then again uh, it 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 is it, it is like 15 day 15 day cycle we have so uh, again we gave her another round of shots so when we gave her another round of shots uh, what happened to her is like she again get uh, she get pneumonia oh so that is the basically the uh, bad thing that have actually happened and also okay. there has been lot of struggle that is going on in basically was like uh, we get immunotherapies like very expensive mm-hmm. so each each uh, each basically uh, shot with like costing around 2 to 2.5 lakhs per shot oh. Oh. and then you have to give like every 15 days so usually uh, we used to get the uh, medicine from the dispensary that is free of cost Mm-hmm. but the problem lies is like the max is not taking the medicine so again we have to shift to the blk hospital after almost a two year treatment with the max doctor mm-hmm. so what happened is like when we went to blk and gave her another shot of rots she gets pneumonia and and what happened is like uh, when she was feeling pain a doctor and she is also having lot of vomit vomit issues and all Mm-hmm. so uh, doc- doctor uh, put in put her on like high doses of fentanyl patches along with morphines and and uh, also uh, they they gave her uh, what you call as anti vomiting medicine is there particularly i don't remember the name so that because of that prolonged uh, period of that particular medicine gastro gastro resistant and all she mm-hmm. developed parkinson by this time so now we have three difficult situations to take care she got she already in the has uh, the cancer treatments hmm. and she get she get pkd she get parkinson and her one her lungs is like almost gone because of pneumonia and so the case gets very complicated 
so uh, then we rush her again back to the max and uh, uh, there we gave her proper treatment uh, she get fungal infection in both her legs so we gave her antifungal disease uh, treatments her ckd treatment was like going on so it was already in, in a stable state so it was already controlled and uh, uh, for parkinson we consulted to lot of uh, neurologists so they gave her sendopa and because of that she had a lot and and then one uh, for lungs i think it was already gone we because then we go for lot of uh, bronoscopy and all we have gone through mm. so uh, and that's that's how it's become more so almost like 30 40 days she was in hospital treating all of these particular uh, yes uh, so many of disease and mm. one day what happened is like because of parking parkinson we all were sleeping in the room and she fell from the bed Oh. and her legs get like little hit and what happened is like after that she was not able to walk hmm. because uh, of parkinson her uh, she she has a lot of muscle issue so then we have then we have to get a wheelchair for her so she even went to icu because her uh, saturation went down below 90 oh. and uh, lungs were totally collapsing slowly and slowly so doctor was not optimistic like she'll make it up but somehow uh, it's all uh, doctor says is small because of magic and she recovered all of a sudden and uh, we had a lot of tests and we we uh, get her uh, uh, lumbar puncture test we do a lot of other things we do to check on any kind of infection in the spinal fluid or the brain fluid but all went normal and after 35 days she went back to normal and then we took her home so one month she was fine for almost a month uh, she was obviously a bad ridden now used to uh, walk on wheelchair in school mm. and uh, a little lethargic now i put up a little weight and mm. then slowly one day what happened is like uh, her stomach get very stubborn totally tight rigid and she is not able to walk and she is not able to sit so we took her to hospital so no motion was going no gas mm-hmm. was passing so we took her to hospital and then finally uh, it, it was in december last year and mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, we get her ultrasound check then we actually see like it is kind of a sepsis that have actually developed that particular area and because of sepsis what happened is like her lungs which have actually uh, was totally fine all of a sudden she get multiple infections so within like she was totally fine we get her admitted by evening and mm-hmm. by mid of night within 6 hours she get her condition was very complicated her, her bp was going down and then her blood pressure got down then her sugar level drops her saturation level drops and suddenly we have to rush her to the icu so we rush her to icu in basically by like 5 in the morning and mm-hmm. and then by like uh, by like uh, i'll say by evening uh, she has been unconscious because her because of the sepsis in the fluid her liver have actually got damaged mm-hmm. uh, because of a um, uh, lot of medication and all 
and and i think then she was two more two more days were in icu but the doctor has already given us the particular hints like uh, i don't think so she'll make it up and it was a load of uh, uh, things went up during that period because we were actually taking a lot of counseling from the palliative doctor like if any kind of these particular issues come up uh, whether you put her on whether you want to put her on ventilator or not Mm-hmm. and so a lot of decisions we take we never put her on ventilator i was uh, with i was discussing the case with gautam also at that point of time mm-hmm. so uh, we had a we made a strict line not to put the patient on ventilator because uh, that will increase her sufferings so ultimately mm-hmm. the last last 3 uh, 4 5 days was like uh, like like to to uh, keep the suffering low and and just let the people go if it's not putting that way so we never put her on ventilator we uh, never uh, put her on so much of uh, extra medicines during the last days although uh, although the things were we know from the last uh, mm-hmm. for the last 2 3 months we actually came to know like things are not going to be good and so but the journey in itself was like almost 5 and a half years and i'll say like in the five and a half years till the till the last very moment we uh, never let her realize like she'll not turn out to be good uh, mm-hmm. every moment she was in hospital and we said like it is a very normal case and uh, you will turn out to be fine and so she never get that particular uh, negative attitude or negative mindset in her thoughts like he obviously he I'll 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 not be fine and all. So mm-hmm. that is the first thing that I think we uh, done good because if you tell a person like things are not fine and you have so much of time, so that definitely any any of a strong person will broke down and obviously will then start thinking of like when things have and let it end as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So we never thought of and and. never put her in that way and also i'll say the great support from the hospital staff but i'll say like in terms of the disease it's it's very very uh, money it's it's like a gold digger i'll say uh we used to spend like 7 7 8 8 lakhs a month i know but and <clears throat> all your treatment all your things i'll i was just expecting like how a poor can afford all these kind of treatment because uh, palliative care is in itself is like so expensive and i've seen lot of patients out there it's very painful very very painful i don't think so person my mom used to cry we know <coughs> she used to cry each and every day in pain it's very painful so although i then just wish like we should have a we should have i even advise lot of doctors to my near ones like we should have a palliative care section in even in government hospitals like the existing department i don't think so it help up lot to the <clears throat> poor patient in terms of palliative care because i have seen the conditions like even a patient who is terminally ill i think needs more care than a patient who is at the starting of the treatment because by the end of the time you you been uh, uh the patient get so weird and not every per- person is able to afford a nurse 
and a doctor at home which basically yes. the doctors from the private hospital advise like to set up house to set up uh, all the treatment at home only because we used to have oxygen cylinder we used to have every instrument and every treatment we used to have at, at home only then mm. i have known various people which i met in the hospital they have set up the whole hospital within their house and the per day cost is like 50 50000 mm. so obviously not every person can afford these kind of uh, facilities it does it is like only available to the i'll say the higher class and to older people so i think the it's it's a lot more to go to extend these particular facilities to the common people i feel because uh, we have seen conditions in safdarjan because it's a government hospital we never used to get beds uh, we used to get the treatment done sitting on the chairs sitting mm. on the floors yes mm. so the patient is like it is so much overburden you don't even get beds you have to get all your uh beddings and all you have to take you have to find a corner and get the treatment done so there is and there is a lot of a uh, lot of struggle out there and in terms of uh, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of quality of treatment i'll say like the the doctors over there are like too much overburdened with the with the number of patients they see each doctor they see more than 100 patients a day so what kind of uh, what kind of uh, justice i think they can give to 100 patients if they are seeing it in a single day so that happens somewhere to in my my mom case also uh, because uh, when uh, in the previous report when the cancer had actually started really spreading again it was just a spot but because of the delay of treatment and delay of the diagnosis again it spread to this earlier stage so we now think like if it it would have been uh, detected earlier in stage we could have reoperated or we could have give her a lot many options are there because treating a disease at a smaller level is much easier than treating it at a later stage yes it, this is the whole time uh, this this time lag is the whole thing i think that actually decides the uh, decides the lifespan of a person if it's get uh, diagnosed early obviously you have one or two more years if it's get diagnosed late you will have two or more less years so i think the diagnosis is in itself is a very important part mm-hmm. in terms of this particular disease and the rest is lies is like uh, i'll say in terms of uh, uh, disease uh, obviously your personal life your professional life gets affected a lot and say my in 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 the last two years almost or in two years we have almost one one and a half years we have we used to be in hospitals only so obviously office to nahi kitna kuch bana so and ultimately i have to lose my job also because of all these people doesn't support you in a long run i have seen all those issues so obviously and even uh, even after a lot of things is going on i'll say uh, normally the people in the society doesn't help in so much in a positive way only the people who have gone through this particular disease uh, really uh, acknowledge the condition of the person and they help out 
for rest of the people who have not been through it i think this is very this is a very normal phenomena for them so i think it we uh, it needs to be uh, i think this needs a better awareness for the common people also to uh, how they can to help to the people who are actually suffering and also to the caregiver itself yes. and also i think uh, in terms of uh, treatment so i think like uh, we are at we are we are at like still at medical treatment particularly in the government hospital say uh, the treatment that we are actually giving is still the it's still late 20s and 20 year back treatments we are giving also although uh, i i will say in terms of treatment also your doctor and your hospital matters a lot Yes. Uh, in government hospital, you will get only the basic treatments. Hmm. You will not get the advanced treatments. Whereas in I'll say in private hospitals, you go to uh, top hospitals, you get a better treatment. Also, in you get a I'll I'll definitely say you get a better treatment in terms of uh, 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 in terms of if it's a, the case is complicated in itself yes. because they handle the case very well hmm. and. in government hospitals you will not finding it like if it, it is basically like if you are have a comorbidity you are having a multiple uh, 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 issues developing like with, with my, my mom case like it is a multiple case now she got parkinson she got ckd she got uh, lungs issues so all the doctors we used to consult pulmonologists we consult nephrologist neurologist oncologist so we have we, we used to take care of all uh, all the things so in a in a week in a week time we used to have four four appointments one time with pulmonologist one time with nephrologist one time with neurologist and one time with the oncologist but in ultimately in in say i'll say it just because it is a uh, it was a max we can actually uh, do some justice to her in terms of uh, the kind of comfort that she had actually got in during her uh, end stages otherwise i'll say it would have been a difficult for a person for a person to uh, get the treatment done and and even i have uh, i when in i think last year i have uh, attended two three healing circles with gautam and i think i even shweta was there i think who is actually now a key part of janonko who do some writing edit writings right if i remember the so dimple also have spoke to once regarding the uh complexity that actually arises with the case mm-hmm. i think uh, uh, i've gone through your pages and all so ultimately i'll say the uh, biggest bottleneck the people actually get in is in deciding the hospital and is in deciding the treatment because every every doctor will say a different thing to a particular disease mm-hmm. and it is very difficult for a person to actually think like where he wants to go so yes. and i'll say a right decision is actually what actually is the key factor in the whole treatment that i have actually seen you make a one wrong decision and it's all gone yes so uh, i think deciding the doctor deciding the treatment is a very important thing in it because uh i'll tell you one of my friend is there mm-hmm. who's 
wife is having a cancer and he never went for chemotherapies oh. so he has already seen a case where chemotherapies have actually done more harm than justice to his mm-hmm. brother so instead of chemotherapies he went through naturopathy mm-hmm. and i think it's 6 years her wife is doing fine she is a patient of pancreatic okay. cancer okay totally naturopathy and she is totally doing fine oh wow yes so, so i have lot of cases mm-hmm. like this but uh, i'll i'll tell you if a person is actually going for allopathy and then deciding to go for other regimens will not help it yes. it, it is like in the starting itself you have to decide which path you have to take if you thought like ki uh, maybe going for naturopathy or ayurvedic but not helping you can still shift to allopathy but once you started allopathy uh, your your ayurvedic and naturopathy will not help you in a long run because yeah. even in my mom case from 2018 we have started giving her ayurvedic treatment also side by side okay that also helped to load of immune booster uh, even i so there is a, there is a there is a center called ds research center in hyderabad hmm. so they give ayurvedic so they gave you load of uh, herbal supplements that actually help uh, the re- help you revitalize the bodies in terms of nutrients and the energy hmm. so that is also but see very expensive you take like 15 18000 a month to particular oh. their one month uh, doses so we gave her like almost for year and a half but mm-hmm. i still like ki you it, it is like a collaborative approach that you have to go towards the patient we, we tried very hook every hook and hook that we can but ultimately mm-hmm. else ki not everybody is able to do it yes uh, very uh, i don't know but this is very financially strained disease and lot of mental support you need i have seen people like after a year or two years they just give up because it takes lot of you you cannot you have to lose your cell your normal stuff and then just have to keep it on the medicine so yes. that is that helps lot so even i'll say ki what happened is like shifting from a <laughs> shifting from uh, earlier uh, group families to shift into a nuclear families is also uh, is uh, also kind of distress i think the people are facing nowadays early mm-hmm. uh, smaller towns you go even in my smaller towns we go so you will see like there the female families are living obviously near to each other so you get lot of support but when you come to metro cities where actually the number of cases are high uh, the pe- people are living very nuclear and you will find lot of issues when you are actually leaving nuclear because you need lot of people to support you yes take care of other things and to focus on so that also is a bigger issue that the people yes. interact with yes. hmm. so it all started with just a stone in gallbladder right yes yes it started with just a stone in gallbladder and it was there for like for a prolonged period of time and then it turns into a tumor and then we have checked with doctor and doctor has said a lot of cases has come up coming up like now the days like where the people doesn't treat the stones for long period of time and then it turning out into a tumorous tumor kind of stuff okay yes 
So any other lifestyle changes she made during the treatment? Well, in terms of lifestyle changes, uh, I'll say obviously we, uh, as the people say, uh, we cut down our sugar and all, right? Yes. You know, and uh, during the initial stages, I'll say we don't we we don't do have any kind of lifestyle changes. Uh, during the chemotherapies, when the chemotherapies were over, the lifestyle changes was like obviously she start going for uh, uh, walk and all she used to do. Mm-hmm. So she was very particular in her morning walk. So mm-hmm. she used to walk around. She was happy. Well, she was living a very normal life. And in the definitely in starting, we have some lifestyle changes. But later on, I think the diet was very normal. Doctor advised us to give us normal diet. So no particular uh, change anybody has actually advised so far. And I was also not so illiterate solely trait sorry in the starting of uh, but the whole disease during the period of five years only i've learned all these things like how it matters and how it doesn't matter yes. so uh in when she, again she had a uh, reoccurrence of cancer then i actually do a lot of research on food habits and all in last two years of definitely we have uh, the shift in her food habits we used to give her uh obviously uh, the cooked food and all and uh, we used to give her less oils we used to give her green teas and all so whatever the best we can have uh, the chia seeds dry fruits mm-hmm. we put her little around these stuff we cut down the fast food and everything we cut down on those stuff even the we used to give her curd only no milk we used to give her although the doctor advised to give milk but we stopped giving the milks Mm-hmm. Right. So all those things, uh, I think we have done a lot of cha- changes, but only during the last two years, not on the starting of the trade. When we actually, oh. because the things were, I also don't know when much things about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the data, I think the people, I think the, the recent development also in these things I've actually seen in last three, four years only. It was not there at back in 2014, 15, there a lot of information was not available at that point of time in terms of the food habits and all and we have we have also seen there has been a huge uh, uh, rises into cases particularly the cancer cases in last three four years because we can actually see in hospitals when we used to go it was not so much crowded but now when we used to go in in later later years it used to be so crowded so obviously we can see like obviously the cases are rising and it's rising high Yes. So she was fine on one month and on other days she was like, uh, she had a lot of troubles. So yeah. some days it was fine and some days she had a lot of troubles. And right. so how you and your mother managed everything mentally? Like it's so tiring to uh, continuously go through these things. Yes, definitely. What happened is like when she was fine, she was like totally fine. Nobody even 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 say like she has anything because when she has no pain, mm-hmm. she is all energetic. She is down the lanes. She used to go for walk alone. Mm-hmm. And so, but definitely when she was down, so we were always there in the family to help her out. Mm-hmm. And we uh, uh, we try to help her uh, very mentally. Like nothing is gonna happen. It's just a part of the treatment right 
can obviously it's a tough part but definitely things will turning out turn out to be fine after all these troubles that we had so we used to give a lot of mental support and we used to be 100% totally available to 100% totally available like no sort of uh, like if you're not touch we are not there or we just put her on anything nothing sort of things that happen even we used to call people from the from my uh, town hometowns so that more people are there and she's a little more engaged with them in terms of talk so that actually helps a lot when people see their loved ones near to them yes. so then they have things to talk so it is basically a kind of um, uh, i'll say mind diverting activity we you have to take care mm. and uh, and you have to keep doing it consistently mm-hmm. uh, and because uh, that is the only key part that we have and i always used to say her uh, like uh, if we don't do this then more bad will come so she used to be like okay chalo theek hai kar lete hain maine ka maine ka Because what happened is like मैंने कहा अगर हम ये नहीं करेंगे तो आगे चीज़ और खराब हो जाएगी सो वी यूज टू बी लाइक दिस नो डू दिस मोर बैड विल कम वी यूज टू डू दिस मोर बैड विल कम सो दैट्स हाउ इट हैपन्स लाइक की टिल द एंड ऑफ हर फेज वी कीप गिविंग हर द बेस्ट ट्रीटमेंट एंड शी वॉज टोटली फाइन शी वॉज वॉकिंग शी वॉज नॉट बैड रिटर्न फॉर आई थिंक नॉट मोर देन वन वीक और टू she was totally gone when she used to go to hospital also she used to walk till last time she used to walk so that is the only thing like what happen is like all of all of the treatment that you are giving all of the diseases that you have uh, that actually what happen is like you are trying to stabilize everything all for disease and then suddenly a bubble get burst it happens that in her case like all of a sudden her all the cases for gets complicated in terms of so that is how it happens in the late but till late we are we have we are been in a position to stabilize her everything so that is the best thing i'll say that the doctor has done like she has stabilized her parkinson to an extent she has stabilized her nephrologies and to the lungs also and to the cancer also we have been able to stabilize everything like na- nothing was like beyond limit but uh, what happen is like there comes a day when everything's turn against you and yeah. that is that happens with her only so till last when she was like walking eating drink she was doing everything okay. so definitely the issues were there but not so much that we usually see in normal cases like people get get ridden they cannot eat and uh, they have a lot of pain they cannot so we don't see these particular kind of cases so mm-hmm. we make sure like this particular thing doesn't happen and and because of the the continuous pain management that we were doing for almost a year mm-hmm. so we have particularly morphines we have so we have that particular phase ki hame unko 5 minute mein ek half goli deni hai to hum de dete the because doctor has told us very clearly agar aap dete rahoge pain will never come क्योंकि पेन इज लाइक कि अगर एक बार इफ इट राइजेज इट इज डिफिकल्ट टू सेटल डाउन बट इफ इट बट इफ इट सेटल डाउन एंड इफ यू डोंट लेट इट राइज इट विल नेवर राइज इट इज लाइक दिस वे सो कि कभी पेन होने ही नहीं देना कहते अगर हो गया तो कम करना इज डिफिकल्ट 
बट अगर उसको हम सप्रेस करके रखेंगे इट विल ऑलवेज बी इन सप्रेस कंडीशन सो वी ऑलवेज वी फॉलो डेट पर्टिकुलर स्ट्रेटेजी एंड देन वी नेवर लेटर की कोई भी पेन बढ़ रहा है तो वी ऑलवेज ट्राई टू की पेन कम रहेगा तो बंदे का माइंड अपने आप ठीक रहता था बिकॉज वंस पेन स्टार्ट आपका माइंड एकदम से सब खराब हो जाता था ओल योर मेहनत सो वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट इज टू इज पेन मैनेजमेंट इज द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग इन दिस पर्टिकुलर डिजीज क्योंकि पेन इज नॉट देयर देन अ पर्सन विल बी हैप्पी अ पेन है तो वो कुछ नहीं करेगा वी विल नॉट इवन ईट यस ये so how you took the initial shock of the diagnosis like it's uh, hard for everyone to accept it right yes so i'll say uh, it was uh, initial days was like were definitely hard so we have a family doctor mm-hmm. so he is all he himself is a pathologist in pgi so he helped us and my friend is there whose mom is also a doctor okay so uh we have two three doctors very close so they help us in overcoming all of these things done you won't believe but all of my mom diagnoses was have been done within 5 6 days including the biopsies ct scan so there has been from the day we came to know and the from to till the time we get the first treatment it was i think just 7 or 8 days okay uh, we have our own biopsies done picketing surgeon that is also from my uh, uh uh doctor's friend so she does she does the biopsy herself we don't have to pay anything we don't have to pay for anything so everything has been managed because of the known doctors in the family in the starting and definitely they said like ki we have to start at fast or or else definitely will not be in a position to uh go for long in in terms of anything and uh, secondly was like what happened in the starting like my mom was okay she was not so uh so lethargic or something like that she was she she is just having a normal fever like kind of symptoms mm-hmm. so which doctor gave medicine so she was fine so we started the treatment she was in a very normal condition at that point of time so that was also a boost but definitely uh, starting the treatment was in itself a mental trauma i'll say we used to cry mm. and but definitely the people around you uh, will help you and help you motivate you will always find person who are there with you in bad times yes my god grace yes so definitely that that is the only support we have at that point of time and that's it all started so once it all started then uh, we also had a mindset developed for treatment and for hospital in a period of time and then we keep doing it so only definitely the starting in itself is a, is a tough part yes yes so any message you want to give to patients or caregivers patients and care caregiver i'll uh, definitely say uh you should always have your hopes high till till the time you have keep your hopes high and uh, it just because of the only hopes that we have like we have been we have to we have like so much of time spent for my mom because uh usually when you see in uh, uh, cagb on pan- pancreatic case 
hmm. with advance to stage four people you don't have much life strength you and and the treatment also doesn't work in most of the cases we have seen and uh, these are basically the two pen uh, uh, these particularly two particular solid tumors which are which where we have not seen any kind of particular advancement in terms of treatment still we have only the basic treatments first line mm-hmm. second line and no other treatment is available in the last 20 25 years i have seen so we have now treatment for lung cancer mm-hmm. and we have we can see lot of advancement in it we have for blood we can see lot of advancement in it it mm. but in terms of uh, abdominals and in terms of abdominal i'll say particularly the cagv pancreatic and the colon yeah uh, we don't see much of treatment mm. and we have uh, and these are the particular three cases that we have seen where we have most number of reoccurrences mm. you get reoccurrences after 6 months 3 months a year 2 years so uh, you need to keep your hopes high that actually very important and the second is like uh, you have to be very much conscious about what actually you are doing you really need not to panic during the treatment and you need to be uh, you need to be very concise on and you need to be very alarming on lot of things uh, you cannot be casual with with the treatment and uh, definitely i'll say uh, you have to find happiness for yourself also during the treatment i'll say people you should go out move out hang out have mm-hmm. parties even when your patience is good take him out right yes. so yes. just don't don't leave your normal lifestyle yes as much as you can just leave the normal life that you can and that will you know that will keep you away from the mental d- distress that you have mm. uh, because what happened is like i was not so much negative during the treatment but after when my mom passed then i actually get a little bit of mental distress are ye nahi ye kara lena chahiye tha we should have taken that you know so uh us time to you have a objective you have a motive you have to fight but what happen is like when uh, when the person passes away aap ek dum se na your self esteem gone so you will you will find ki ab kya kare life mein uh, you have no motive to live right because right. all of your life has been revolving around a person for last 5 years and then all of a sudden you become an aimless person in life so it happened mm-hmm. so uh, you need to be very motivated and in terms of diet i'll say diet is an important plan important mm-hmm. uh, for a person you need to you need to keep a person healthy by giving him the best diet i think you need mm-hmm. to take care of everything in diet like uh, you have to manage the constipation you have to manage the vomits you have to manage everything mm-hmm. so whatever the best you can do for that you have to give him you have to always give the fresh food no stale food no fridge foods in the five and a half years we have not never given my mom any fridge foods no fridge foods yeah. okay. just to eat mm-hmm. and in terms of fruit also you have to give the fruits uh which have which you have to peel right mm-hmm. so right. so you have to learn lot of things like it it is like a different journey and you have to learn lot of things to mm-hmm. 
help out a person and you need to be very proactive in everything you cannot say ki ki let the ki things will happen then you will learn you have to be proactive like what are the scenarios you have what are the future outcomes can it be scenario 1 scenario 2 scenario 3 and you need to be prepared for each and everything yeah so and uh, in terms of uh, when the things when you are actually the person is in also in terminal stage you also have to be prepared for like whether the things whether you want the person to be in hospital whether you want the person to be near you whether you want the person to be in at house hmm. so lot of planning is done is to be done and i think a person who is going through already so much of pain of losing a person and then uh, you have to take care of all these things i'll say it's like a bit of a difficult task so definitely you have to find a person in a life who can take a decision for you also yes right so right. i think this it's like a collaborative thing you have to do object i diet planning proactive exercise my we my mom used to go to exercise with me in the park every morning we used to take her right so every comfort and hygiene most yes. important most important yes. so you need to take you need to take care of everything everything but definitely i'll say ki uh, never lose a hope Hmm. always be optimistic and and just uh, uh, just keep all the loved ones near to you that will help you yes just keep yourself uh, more engaged to lot of lot of people right so right. that will help you ease out with lot of things yes. so surrounding of people is very important very very hmm. important yes. and uh, feel free to cry when you feel like yes this is so important yes 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 <laughs> so that will help you yes and keep uh, and i'll say uh, the most important the most important thing that i loved in keep uh, uh, have a connection with the person who is actually going through the same stage so you yes. need more Uh, supportive and relaxed because when you used to be in hospital, we used to meet lot of patients. We used to meet lot of caregivers, so they used to give more comfort than we can give to ourselves or our patients. Yes, so patient is saying to a patient, "You will be fine." Will give a more uh, positive note than a person who is totally fine is saying a person, "Get up, take a job." Yes, it will keep so you motivated. It will keep you motivated. सो वो बहुत इम्पोर्टेंट है कि अगर आप एक ट्रीटमेंट से जा रहे हो और आपके साथ एक और बंदा है वो भी सेम ट्रीटमेंट से जा रहे हैं सो देर इज अ प्रोबेबिलिटी कि आप दोनों ठीक हो जाओगे एक दूसरे को देख के बिकॉज दे विल हेल्प यू मोटिवेट सो वो बहुत इम्पोर्टेंट है सो बाइंडिंग बिल्डिंग अ बॉन्ड विद पर्सन इन द सेम जर्नी विद यू विल डेफिनेटली हेल्प यू इन लॉन्ग रन Yes, and this is what the purpose of cancer healing journey talks is. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. right, right. Right. That's uh, I actually understand. Like, where now, like, can I actually even like the idea? How Dimple have actually gone through it, right? And 
then she yes. developed it it's good yes so mm-hmm. i'm sure many people will get inspired by your story and by uh, your mother's courage hats off to you and your mother right right the yes. way you never lose so, hope yes yes you should never never so thank you so much for sharing your journey with us it was right, such an amazing and inspiring journey थिंग जॉबरी so but yeah i keep connected to lot of uh, events related to cancer i am always yeah. there for stand up and for any kind of thing to for the people who is actually going through it yes. yeah, because that is actually uh, i also do that day because you actually live live a person uh, you actually live the life that you have actually lived behind and it because my whole journey for last 5 years i have been with mom is with this only so when mm-hmm. you actually help a person and i went to hospital i actually remember her only it happens okay. like that only so yes. you live your family person in other persons so that is why i think the people that how it's all happens amazing yes yes thank you so much and all the best to you <laughs> you are starting from yeah, yeah. very beginning now right yeah yeah yes so all the best yes. to you mm-hmm.